All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. It's been a while, but we finally have the man, the myth, the legend, the deacon of real estate, Alex Deacon, back on the microphone. Alex, how you doing? Good, sir. Hey, good, man. Glad to have you back. It's been a while. We've been uh, been so busy. We haven't done this in probably a good month, right? It's been about a month. We've wow. keep, kept getting our streams crossed like in Ghostbusters, so to speak. So yeah, I missed things you, been man. Busy. I did. I missed you, too. I did. Look at this. We're having a little having, bonding moment. I like this. I was having some uh, with, withdrawals of, uh, you know, Adam withdrawals, and I think. And I actually yep. said this week that it's the day before my birthday, and I, I have to see the deacon before my oh, birthday. Oh, so fantastic. You know, so. You're getting old. Happy 39th coming 39th, up? 39th, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Almost forty. Don't tell Look anyone. Out. Don't tell anyone. As we, you know, every well, we just did. We just did. So well, you don't have to post this. So right. I yeah, guess yeah, if we'll you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. So now today, what we're going to do though, um, when we get down to business here, uh, Alex wants to talk about mapping out your your real estate success. And what we're really going to talk about is, you know, your goals, what your goals are, and seeing that through with your vision. Uh, what is your success, and what is the math that goes along with the success that you're looking for? So, uh, Alex, why don't you start us off? Well, the the workshop we just did, which was two weeks ago, right? It was uh, second Saturday in it's October thirteenth. Was that October? Yep. Yeah, second Saturday in October. <coughs> it was basically about this topic. We talked about you know aligning your vision with your goals, with uh, having a big enough why. Like for instance, you know why do you want to own ten properties? Why do you want to own hundred properties? Is it because you? Is it financial? Is it is it freedom as far as having not having a, a, a job and being able to free up your time so you can do things that you really love to do, like maybe skydiving or gardening or whatever the hell it is, and you just don't want to go to a nine to five. Right. That that reason has to be strong enough to drive your fire to get to the end result. Okay. So you have to really like I think about real estate all the time. I th it's just that it's I'm like OCD about it, right? It's become second nature. Yeah, like if I'm looking for a car, like I'm looking for a Corvette, I'm like OCD about it. I'm like looking every day on Auto Trader and Cars.com, and I'm, I'm just my wife's like you're you're sick. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, and that's just the way my personality is. So if I if I really latch onto something, like I used to like to play pool a lot, so I was kind of OCD about pool. And in video games, when I got when I used to play video games, I was like OCD about video games. You know, I'd have to play for hours and hours on end until I got ridiculously good at a certain game. Guitar, which is a complete waste of time. I was right, never right. OCD about guitar because I wish good. I was because oh. I love playing guitar, but I totally suck at it. But to be OCD about guitar would have been awesome because I'd love to be able to just freaking jam, yeah, you right. know. And I just I can't, nor nor do I have the love to do it. So that's what I mean. Basically, my my why for guitar, and that's a good way to segue into it, was not strong. Yep. It wasn't. And that's because guitar is very difficult. Yes, sir. And to, and to get really good, you have to practice and practice and practice and practice. And you get like incrementally better. Mm -hmm. And then I guess one day, because I'll never know this, but I guess at some <laughs> point one day you're just like, holy shit, I'm really good. But I just I didn't have enough love for or a big enough why. So if you don't have enough love for or a big enough why for this business, you're not going to make it. And most people's why is not big enough. They want to do it because they they're I don't want to say lazy, but you know what? They're looking for an easy way out. Mm -hmm. Oh, real estate! I see the I see the things on TV where 
Hey, I sold my first house and I walked out of closing with $50,000. That's like one out of 100,000. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay? But that's what, that's traps them into buying the CD or buying that that course that that mm -hmm. person is selling. Mm -hmm. But they're looking for an easy way out. If you're looking for an easy way out, this is not it. You have to be it has to be compelling enough. Your why has to be compelling enough. Why do you want to do this? And your drive and OCD for an obsession has to be strong enough, okay? Because that'll get you through the times that you're going to fail. And guess what? You are going to fail, and you're going to mm -hmm. fail big. And those are the best things that can happen to you is to fail big because then you grow from it and, and, and leap forward. Yeah. Nobody is successful, as far as I know, with the books I've read and the podcasts I listen to and, and things like that and the audio books, um, every highly successful person has, has gone through trials and tribulations Absolutely. and maybe drug addictions or maybe bankruptcy or an ideas that didn't you know or some or a partner that that took all their money and yeah. it's just the way it is yeah. so to get you through those valleys you have to have a fire inside you so with that being said let's assume that you have that fire mm -hmm. okay so it's now when i started and believe me i'm far from highly successful i don't consider my any successful person a lot of them are are very hard on themselves i don't feel i'm highly successful it doesn't really matter to me what is success anyway when i'm dead in, in when i'm 100 years old and i'm dead what's what's my success going to be to you know abraham lincoln's or um or Donald Trump, I hate to use no, no, him no, as no, it's good. yeah, it's political. Right. But, no, but Donald Trump not. wasn't a politician; he was highly mm -hmm. regarded as a super bright entrepreneur mm -hmm. in real estate mobile. Okay, mm -hmm. so even like a Donald Trump or anyone of that magnitude in two hundred years, you're not going to know who Donald Trump was if right. he wasn't president. You would not know his name, right? Like right. he's yeah. like the fifty one president or whatever he is, right? right? You, you would not remember him. You're not going to remember Elon Musk. You're not going to remember, you know, somebody highly successful financially. Mm -hmm. So it's really, so why am I doing it? I don't, it's just because. I, I It's because I want to try to push myself and I'd be bored if I didn't, if I didn't have that OCD. Plus pro providing for your family though too. I mean, it's it's the legacy you leave behind is what you've left for your yeah. family. And I think, yeah, but you in know my what? opinion, I, I hear that all the time. I want to provide for my kids and my family. You know what? Of course I do, right? Uh oh, here we go. But when you when you give your family all the great things in life, they don't appreciate it. Right. And not I'm not saying anything bad about my kids and my wife because they really do appreciate it. But they don't appreciate mainly my children. They don't appreciate the struggle it took to get there right. because they didn't see it and go through it. Right. And that's imperative that they have struggle in their life. I agree. Yeah. So they can appreciate what going through it and you it's have just to overcome but obstacles. that's just the natural progression mm -hmm. i mean my parents they struggled right mm -hmm. really struggled like my struggle is nothing compared to theirs and their parents who came on a boat from across the sea and came here they struggled in immensely right so the struggle they had compared to my mom's struggle compared to my struggle the compared to what my kids see mm -hmm. Is, is night and day. Right. It's just a natural progression. You can't, it's hard to teach your kids struggle when they don't see it. True, true. So I don't know how in the hell we got on that topic. 
That was good. Oh, because I, I said success a lot of times is what you can provide for your family, the legacy that you yes, leave behind. Yes, so, so, yeah. yeah, of course I want to provide for my family. But, you know, whether I provide a house that's a 1,000 square feet with love and attention to my kids and education and, and teaching the right things, or we have a 5,000 square foot house. Right. right. What's, how much do you want to provide? Exactly, right, yeah. You right. know, there's only so much providing. you got to live within your means, too. That's yeah. the biggest thing, right. So providing them a 5,000 square foot house with a couple Bentleys is not any different than providing them a 1,000 square feet as a house with, and we're, we're taking the bus. That's right, yeah, right. Because right. if there's love and there's structure mm-hmm. and there's, in that home, either home is good. Yep, I agree. Okay? Absolutely. So mapping out your success. So when I started, I didn't map anything out. I just, I was a doer. Let me <laughs> let me do it. Let me try it out. It'll fail and, or, you know, I'll never fail. It, it'll work. When you're young, that's what you think. Okay. Well, it didn't work out that way. I failed and I got back up my horse and then and I failed again and then I figured I'd, I just continued doing it and I didn't really learn from my mistakes. It took a while. And I went through some struggles, and you know, I had some, you know, I went through some depression issues. You hear that a lot too with with successful people. Um, they're hard on herself. Oh, I failed. I'm mm-hmm. a failure. I, you know, even when I'm successful, I feel feel I'm a failure. So that's just uh, an inward struggle that I have with myself. But to do this properly, I'm trying to teach you not to do it my the way I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you should map it out. For instance, so if you have that fire and you have that OCD and you wanna, you do want to get to. A certain point in your life you have to map it out so mapping it out may be thinking about what do you want your life to look like in 10 years 15 years 20 years what do you want it to look like and you have to visualize what you want it to look like do I want the Bentley do I want the six homes one in France one on the beach somewhere in Florida one in in Maine one in Alaska if you want that then you have to dream big and then your map has to be different and your plan has to be different, does it not? Mm-hmm. Versus, I just want to be not. Ha- I just want to not have to go to work every day and work for someone else in ten years. And I want to be able to be financially secure enough where I can, I can live in my fifteen hundred square foot house, and I can go on vacation once a year, and I can provide some nice gifts at Christmas for my family. Right. That's yeah. a different goal. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your map is different, correct? And your mm-hmm. business plan is different. So. Figure out what that is. So for today, like we did in my workshop, I'm going to pick uh, some numbers and put them together. So I want to have. Here's my goal. I'm just, this is my this is my fake goal, but this is how you want to map it out. My goal is I want to have a uh, hundred thousand dollar income, passive income, hundred k passive income in fifteen years. Okay. So how do I get to that? How do you get to that? It's going to depend on, this is real estate related, mm-hmm. this could depend on what you want your portfolio to look like. Mm-hmm. Okay, how am I going to get there? Do $100,000? That can easily be one building. Right. Okay, so I want to own one building and it's going to provide hundred k passive income. In our scenario, we're going to, we're going to use uh, single family homes mm-hmm. as our scenario. So the single family home scenario is going to be 10 homes, okay? And in our area, an average home in a in a decent area, not not a super A area and not a low income high crime area, some like somewhere in the middle, middle to high end, it's going to cost you $100,000 per home, 
okay? That means I have to buy uh, at $100,000 home at $1,200 a month rent per home, $1,200 a month rent. In order for me to get to $100,000 a year, that means the rents can't be $1,200, right? So let's do $1,200 times 10 homes. That equals $12,000 a month times 12 months is $144,000. Right. You would think we reached our goal, mm -hmm. but we haven't because you have to pay these off. And then you have to remember out of that $1,200 a month that you get, even when they're paid off, you're going to pay a portion towards taxes, mm -hmm. vacancy, management, repairs, um, capital improvements like installing a kitchen or a new roof because the roofs don't last forever, kitchens don't last forever. So just for for um, example's sake, let's take 50% of the rent. Okay, so 50% of the 1200 once they're all paid off, is going to go towards, is going to be net income. So that's only $600 a month. So if you use the 600 number, 600 times 12 equals 7,200 times 12, that's 86,400. So you're pretty close. That means you probably have to buy 11 homes, right? Because 10, ho 10 homes is not going to get you there. Right. So if we added one more home, that would be another, what's this divided by 10? That's 8,600 per home. We have to add about two more homes. So that means we have to own 12 homes paid off in order for us to get the 100K in passive income. Now remember, we're not including, okay, Alex, when you buy a home today in 15 years, the rent's going to be higher. Right. This is going to be, of course it is. I understand that. But I'm just. We're going simplicity right We're going now. very simple. Yep. So whatever your numbers are, there's a lot of people that are way better at math than I am. You can figure this out for yourself based on appreciation. Rents increase. But remember, when rents increase, so does some expenses. Taxes will go up, so on and so forth. And that's all a part of the compound effect too. Right? Yes, and do you want to manage the properties? Do you not want to manage the properties? That will affect. Like if you, I'm I'm accounting for someone else is managing them. It's basically, someone else is doing everything. You're just once they're paid off, then you're free and clear. Someone's doing it all, and it's completely passive income. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're doing very little. Mm -hmm. Like you're managing your property manager, basically. Right. You know, maybe you visit your properties once a quarter you just drive by them and you have then you have a meeting with your property manager once a year okay, okay. that's passive income that's okay. meaning i'm not i'm out fishing and skydiving and someone else's that's passive income right okay so if you want to get there in this scenario we backed into it that means we have to buy 12 homes in order to be around a hundred thousand dollars in passive income yeah. a year okay and then on top of that what are you sitting on as far as uh property value you're sitting on again we're not accounting for appreciation mm -hmm. your portfolio is a hundred thousand dollars times 12 homes that's 1.2 million that means you're worth on paper 1.2 million dollars so if you liquidated everything today you'd be 1.2 million dollar heir <laughs> 1.2 million heir mm -hmm. and you'd um 
you could live off of that income, right? Just that yeah. 1.2 million. But it's smarter just to let that 1.2 million ride because it's going up every year, it's appreciating, mm -hmm. and your income is $100,000 a year. It's a smart investment. Yeah, yeah, so hold on to them. So how do I get to that point? You're not gonna do that in a year. No, absolutely not. Okay, are you gonna buy 12 homes in a year? Maybe, but where are you gonna get the money to do so? How are you gonna find, how are you gonna raise your real estate IQ quick enough to get to buying 12 Hit good investments in a year? <laughs> so. How to get to that point is going to be baby steps. It might take you two years to find your first property. Mm -hmm. Then your next property it may take one year. Then the next property may take six months. Then the next property may take four months. And then the next property, you might find three properties the next year. So you could absolutely, as long as you have enough capital to to invest or the ability to get capital to invest in this in this scenario, you could do this within five years. If you're really good, you could do it in one. It might take you 15 years, but mm -hmm. whatever it is, it has to be a goal and has to be mapped out. Now, if you can do it sooner, great. But let's let's map it out over, uh, let's make it a 10-year plan. Okay, so the first property you buy, first year, one property. And you amortize it, you get a pay, you amortize it over 20 years, meaning if you paid on that property for 20 years, it's going to be paid off. Okay? And whatever profits you make from it, you set aside. Okay. You don't take a penny. This is called delayed gratification. You don't take a penny from these properties. Remember, you're working and not getting paid. People miss that one. That's critical. Working and not getting paid. Second property by year two. That's amortized over 20 years. You put all that money aside. Let's see, year three, you buy two properties. So we're up to four. Year four, you buy two properties. Year five, you buy two properties. Year six, you buy two properties. You're up to 10 properties. Year seven, you buy two properties. So in seven years, it's not out of the question. Again, as long as you have the capital to do this. And if you're going to ask me, well, where do I find the capital? That's another podcast all in itself. Right. 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 That's creative financing. That's finding uh, equity partners. That's the whole creative issue. It's not just simple as it sounds, but I'm just ma trying to map this out for you. You might have another map or business plan to fund this. Okay. So in seven years, you own 12 units, not making any money, zero money. All the money you're making, you're setting aside. Now, after year seven, all that money you're setting aside, maybe you start paying these off quicker, okay? And depending on how much they're cash flowing, maybe from year one and you go to year two, maybe you're taking those two properties, all that positive cash flow, and you're putting it right back into the mortgage. Okay. And then year three, you have two more properties. You're up to four properties. You're taking all that equity and putting it back into towards the principal balance. So by year seven... You have all these properties that are generating some income, mm -hmm. and you're putting all that income back to the principal balance. So maybe, maybe these are paid off by year 15. Right. Maybe all of them are paid off by year 15. Because once you pay off one of them, now you're taking all that money and paying off another one, two, and then right. three. So for 15 years, it's not out of the question that you're not making a penny. It's like meaning, people look at you and they'll say. Al, you still live in that crummy house. You still drive that crummy car for the past 15 years. 
and I'm driving an SUV. Mm-hmm. I bought new construction. So, but guess what? I'm in the debt up to my eyeballs because I got the new house, I got the new car, mm-hmm. I got the diamond ring, mm-hmm. and I'm in debt. And guess who I'm going to have to work for for the rest of my life? Right. Someone else. And I'm going to have to go to work 9 to 5 and work in a cubicle and I just want to bash my head against right. the cubicle. Okay? <laughs> That's fine. You look good now. Right. But Alex, why are you driving that piece of garbage car and you still live in that 1,200 square foot house? Man, because I'm, I'm building my equity so I can, when, when I do retire, I have some money. Mm-hmm. So year 15 rolls around. You're completely paid off. Now, maybe you still want to go to that 9 to 5 job. But now you have a $8,500 income a month. Okay? $8,500 to nine grand coming in a month. And you know what? I'm still going to work at that job for another five or ten years. Why not? I'm still young. I'll be 50 when I retire, whatever the case is, however old you are. But now I'm going to go buy that Corvette because I'm making $8,500 a month, <laughs> passive income. Okay? I'm going to buy a Corvette, and I'm going to buy that new house, but, you know, I'm not going to be strapped to make that payment. And then at that point, you're still financially, you're essentially financially free. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to buy those those nice things and just be financially free and say, you know what, I'm cool with my little house and I love the way I live and I love my family and I have passive income enough where I don't have to go to work now. Maybe I can start a business. Maybe I always wanted to, to be, a, 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 I wanted to open up a flower shop, okay? Or, right? Or I just, I wanted to open up a landscaping business mm-hmm. and maybe cut some lawns and get outside and, and make half of what I'm making yep. now. But but I'm my own boss. Right. But the point is you have freedom. Okay? But that's what it takes. It takes a long, drawn-out process of making no money for a long time in order to, to reap the benefits okay. of, of... Okay? And it can be done. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's super... Not easy, okay? <laughs> like it's super that. not easy. And I'm just telling you that up front. So I don't like to paint a rosy picture. But it can be done. That's what's great about this country is you can do whatever you want. People mm-hmm. don't realize how good they have it. Where other countries, you're born some into a dirt poor yep. reality where you have no options. Yep. Zero options. And some of those people are happy as, as they can be. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I'm envious of, of someone who's just ultimately happy with whatever they have. Sometimes I am too, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you really know, am. I'm obsessed with success and getting this and getting that and just because I'm driven. But you know what? If I was just happy and if I had to live in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a cardboard box, I'd be happy. Right. And happy is happy, period. Right. So mapping out your success, we talked about it. You have to be driven. You have to have a fire. You have to have a big enough why. You have to have a plan. Whatever your plan is, is going to be based on how much you want to make at the end of the year, what you want your life to look like in 20 years. And that's going to dictate how many homes or assets you need to buy in order to fund your freedom and fund your dream at the end of the day. And is and realistically, I think, and let me, I want to get your opinion on this. The reason why this is so important and so imperative is because not only, one, does it allow you to see your vision and you can map it out. Like you said, it's, it's important when you, just like sometimes thoughts are important just to write them down so that you can go back to them later and you can kind of follow along with what you, you, know, mm-hmm. with what you were thinking. But on the flip side of it too, 
a lot of people have unrealistic expectations at first, you know, and so I, I like how you map this out with a year one, year two, because then it takes people, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that have the rose colored glasses on and think, oh, I can do this in three years, you know, mm -hmm. but then once you really start doing the math, it kind of humbles you a little bit so you can see that it is a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. You have to have the mindset of this is a marathon. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to get back up. This is my plan, but it, I may not stick to the plan. I may I may deviate from it, but ultimately I, I have that goal in mind. I know I want to reach it. I know I'm going to reach it and give it 100%. And, and that's all you can do. Now, God may throw some curveballs at you and life's not fair and, and things happen, but how many people can say they tried 100%, they gave it their all, even if you don't make it? Right. But if you have that vision where you're going to make it and you know you're going to make it and there's nothing going to stop you, in most cases you're going to reach that. You're you're going to, that dream is somehow going to make a reality. You have to fail to succeed. That's what people don't understand because you learn a lot in failure that helps you to succeed later on. And you know, with mm -hmm. whatever that is, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's you know, you can apply that to anything yeah. in life. Yeah. So. If you talk to a lot of like uh, fighters, like I watch fighting a lot, and yep. they'll say, you know what, the the losses are where I've grown the most. Yeah. Because you know those are the holes in my game, and and that's 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 how I become a better fighter. Think about any any yeah. athlete, whether it's football, baseball, hockey, even pro wrestling. It, sometimes they say an injury is the best thing that happened to them because it, it allowed them to take a step back and kind of analyze the game or whatever they were mm -hmm. doing a little bit better. Yeah, help them mature versus because you get in that creature habit kind of mode. You know, mm -hmm. where sometimes until you get knocked down a peg yeah, and you get complacent. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Look at that. I think that's the bow on it. I'm done, brother. That was a perfect bow right at the end. We just kind of looked at each other and like, yeah, that's it. That was good. You want to hug? No. That, you know, we're going to hug it out. We're, well, first, we're going we're gonna to end this, and then we're going to hug it out like men, because that's what men do. <clears throat> um, but listen, here's where, you're, where you guys are going to find us. Um, first things first, go to meetup.com. Search for Alex Deacon's Real Estate Networking Workshops on there. Uh, we're nearing 600 people on that. Um, that's astronomical. I mean, we've pretty much doubled that in a year's time, it seems like, uh, and it seems yeah. like it's, which is insane. So, and it's, it's rapidly growing. Make sure you're hooking up. You'll get all the newest or the latest updates when it comes to Alex's uh, monthly workshops, uh, and you'll be able to network with, uh, you know, like I said, nearly 600 other real estate professionals. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, just search Deacon Hoover, YouTube, search Deacon Hoover. All of our podcasts can be found on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts. Um, I think there's a thing called Podcast FM now. Basically, just search uh, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors uh, or Alex Deacon's uh, Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. Also, Ian Hoover's uh, uh, Realtor Nation podcast is also out there too. Go to dhrea.com, find all, all of our listings, all of our blogs, all of our info, news, updates, agents, advisors. Guys, that's a lot of plugging right there. Uh, let me see, Alex, what, what, what else are we plugging? I think we, we kind of got everything... Everything across. I, I wasn't listening. I was texting someone. There you go. So that yeah, means so it must have been. We must be doing a go. good job. So for Alex, for everyone else here at uh, DHRE, we thank you so much, and we will see you next time.